is Bruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh, Fuck Yeah! with Bruin Willow podcast, where I talk about all things related to sex and sexuality, erotica, things to help you have better sex, guests to help you understand your sexuality better and have better sex, and erotica to enjoy your sexuality to the max. Today, I have an awesome guest. She is from Australia, and oh, she's so much fun to listen to, and she's so knowledgeable. Okay, her name is Freya Graff, is a holistic sex educator and coach and yoni mapping therapist with a passion for holistic health and personal development. She keeps it real, raw, and relatable when it comes to talking about sex, relating, and bodies, and is on a mission to dismantle the shame, taboo, and stigma shrouding these important topics by having open and vulnerable conversations about them through her work with women and on her hilarious podcast, The Labia Lounge. With a background of study in Kahuna Massage, Yoni massage, facilitation, early learning, yoga teaching, tantric bodywork, and sacred sexuality. Freya works to inspire, educate, and empower, supporting you to cultivate a fulfilling and life-changing relationship with your body and sexuality. Freya offers one-on-one yoni mapping therapy sessions for vulva owners and online sex coaching and education programs for the whole gender spectrum. She has just launched an epic three-month online course called Queen Out and pours her heart, soul, and lots of laughter into her podcast, The Labia Lounge, where she interviews incredible guests about all things womanhood, sex, vaginas, relationships, holistic health, and self-development. You can find her on Instagram at freyagraph underscore the labia lounge. Her website is www.freyagraf.com. And she also has a YouTube channel. Check out her links down in the podcast notes because I have them down there. So it's easy for you to find her. This whole Yanni mapping thing is very interesting. As a woman, I find it utterly fascinating to hear her speak on this topic. And really would love to have such a thing done to myself so I can learn more about my own vagina. Did you know vaginas are different? We react differently. The clit reacts differently. These are true and accurate things. And I have learned a lot about myself with sex toys. And we will actually get into that. And she gives us so much great information. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's so interesting. It's great for women, vulva owners, vagina people, and their partners because they can learn more about their partner as well. So this is really for everyone. Okay, are you ready? Because I sure as fuck am. Let's go. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, everyone, I am so excited to share this person with you. I am so excited. We're on opposite sides of the world. So (laughs) it's a bit of a (laughs) tricky thing (laughs) to connect. I want to introduce you to Freya Graf. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you. And I'm so excited you're from Australia. I mean, that's like just damn cool. (laughs) yeah I think it's pretty cool (laughs) you have an amazing accent I love it thank you amazing (laughs) well thanks for having me everyone I'm so excited to chat with you and you are a podcaster as well I love talking to other podcasters too it's just so much fun yeah yeah I've got a podcast called the labia lounge so that's been almost a year now and yeah it's so much fun how good is having a podcast I know, right? And your name of your podcast. I mean, can it get any better than that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yours is pretty good too, though. (laughs) (laughs) What do you love about podcasting? What's your favorite thing? I guess it's a really great excuse to hit up people that I admire and whose work Mm -hmm. I really respect and find fascinating and then just get to interview them about topics that 
I nerd out on, you know, like I get to chat about sex and genitals yes. and orgasms and relating and intimacy. And I get to do it with lots of different interesting people. And I guess that also contributes to, you know, like normalizing and destigmatizing open conversations about these more taboo topics, which is something I'm really passionate about. So yeah, I mean, the feedback I get from people who listen just is so heartening and it's so validating because people want to hear about it. People want to talk about sex. You know, they want this stuff to be more out in the open. And so I get to do that, you know, which I'm sure you can relate to as well. Like it's, it's just so fun and it's something I'm really passionate about. Oh, absolutely. I'm very passionate about it too. And it's just so important for us to have this space and this place to talk about it because yeah, there's so many places I'm sure in your country as well, where it's just still so taboo to talk about sex and pleasure. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't make sense to me why it has to be that way. It's just really sad. Yeah, totally. I agree. But we get to do what we do. So that's the perfect thing. And we get to bring it to the world. <laughs> totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tell me what kind of guests you have on your in the Labia Lounge. Do you have other sex coaches? What's what's the gamut of people that you get to talk to? Um, I suppose it's, so I guess the overarching theme is definitely like sexuality because of my job. I'm a yoni mapping therapist and holistic sex coach. So that's kind of my jam, but I also really love, you know, personal development, holistic health and well-being, in particular, like female health and reproductive health. So I've had like, you know, I've had like men's sex coaches chatting about erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation and penis play, you know, everything like that to, uh, from that to natural Chinese medicine doctors or naturopaths or nutritional medicine doctors that chat about vaginal infections or the microbiome or PCOS, thrush, you know, things like that. I've had other sex coaches I'm sort of blanking now, but it's real, you know, there was this woman who makes like yoni artwork. She makes vulva pies and pastries and bakes them. And, oh, wow. you know, women who have like sex toy companies and yes, yes. Um, just really, yeah, everything, everything that I really love and find interesting. I just try to get a real variety of people on there. So yeah, it's been, it's been going really well so far. That's awesome. That just sounds fabulous. It's so, so needed. I have to ask you, what exactly is, is it Yoni mapping? Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think you can say Yoni or Yoni. I guess it's a Sanskrit term. So the pronunciation mm. is going to be different depending on your accent and where you're from. But basically, Yoni mapping therapy is a modality that incorporates a combination of things, including sex therapy, talk therapy. So, you know, we have like a pot of tea and we have a a chat and we chat about sexual history, sexual trauma, you know, where they're at in their relationship with their vaginas and their relationships, their communication around sex, you know, whether just all sorts of stuff around their sexuality. So that's the sex coaching component. And then we move into body work. And I do full body massage and then we move into external vulva massage and then internal vaginal massage and mapping. So an internal massage inside the vagina, all around the pelvic bowl. And so the sessions are always a minimum of three hours because we're kind of trying to incorporate you know, these different elements into the session. So starting really gently with, you know, fully clothed to just having a talk, you know, gaining some trust and rapport over a pot of tea, figuring out where they're at, what they need support with, whether there's any limiting beliefs that need releasing or there's, mm. you know, sex education pieces that need chatting about. And then we move into the physical touch slowly, 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 moving towards genital touch last and then penetration, you know, absolutely last. And that is, I guess, you know, serves many purposes, but I, I guess the main ones generally that people come to me for and the benefits that they talk about include uh, releasing tension from the tissues inside the pelvic floor, which can be great for like increasing pleasure and deepening orgasm 
also incontinence and things like that. So if there are like postnatal issues with the pelvic floor muscles, we can work on that. Also trauma and emotional release because we store we store emotion and traumatic energy in our tissues and often that gets stored in our vaginas, especially if there's been any sexual abuse or even yeah. just stuff like, um, you know, negative language and beliefs and conditioning around our genitals or our period or femininity or womanhood, that all gets tucked away and stored in our bodies. Um, and then that can create blockages. It can create scar tissue or like physical knots in the vagina. And so I work on that. So I'm mm. working on a physical level to release tension and then on an emotional and energetic level to release that trauma and stagnant energy. And I also give a guided tour. So I'm showing them where their G-spot is and their A-spot mm-hmm. and their cervix. And we're kind of working our way around in there. And I'm kind of talking them through their pleasure anatomy and showing them, you know, the different areas that they might want to explore themselves, that they can have different sorts of orgasms from and explore pleasure with. So yeah, it's very, it's very holistic. It's, it's a pretty niche, unique modality. A lot of people haven't heard of it and a lot of people would be really confronted by the thought of it, but it is really designed to be as safe, as safe and gentle as possible and provide a space where they can experience their vaginas or yoni in Sanskrit uh, in a whole new way because they're not expected to do anything. It's not like we're running sexual energy. So there's like a back and forth dynamic mm-hmm. where there's like right. giving and receiving happening. It's just purely, you know, therapeutic. So they are in the receptive role. I'm I'm just serving them. They're in control. We're communicating. It's very neutral. So they're kind of getting to feel what it feels like inside their vaginas from this whole new perspective without the pressure of performing, without there being, you know, sexual energy or eros between us, like it would, you know, be in a sexual situation. And that can be very healing, you know, in and of itself for people. So anyway, I could wax lyrical about it for ages, (laughs) but I'll leave it there (laughs) to give you a little overview. That's utterly fascinating that you go from, you know, you're touching on every area of a person's life. You're just going from the emotional all the way to the physical. And that's just fascinating. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask you in the mapping, is that, you know, just helping someone become acquainted with areas of their vagina inside and out? Or is that helping them understand their own particular vagina or both? We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean shaven or spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. 
Yeah, that's a really good question. I think both. It also sort of depends why they're coming and what, what they're sort of needing some support with. But generally, it's both because people, you know, do need a little bit of help. A lot of people don't know a whole lot about, I guess, pleasure anatomy and vaginas in general, but especially not about their own body because they haven't done a whole lot of exploration or just haven't known how to mm-hmm. embark on that. And so I'm showing them around theirs in particular giving them a general tour, but then also we're figuring out like where they have places of tension or they might be storing some memories that might surface when I massage that particular knot. Or if there's numb areas that have gone offline and they can't feel any sensation there, we slowly Mm. start to bring them back online and wake them up. And, you know, they're getting acquainted with their whole pelvic space through the touch because what's happening is where we're putting our focus and presence on the area that I'm touching. And so that's, you know, giving that area, uh, it's shining a light on it, I guess, with their attention. And then the physical touch is slowly bringing blood flow um, into the area again. It's waking it all up. It's, it's helping it become more engorged. And so that will also help connect the brain to the area in the body, which has been shown to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to, you know, when there's areas that have trauma being stored, they can go numb, they can be tight and tense. And then the way that you release that traumatic energy and bring that area back online is, you know, through safety, through inner resources that we're, you know, developing while we do the talk therapy, you know, I'm giving them tools, I'm giving them resources, coping mechanisms, or like processes and strategies, and then physical touch to bring, you know, sensation to the area and then the brain like focusing on it which then reconnects the brain to that area and it will start creating neural pathways or waking up I guess dormant neural pathways that have gone Mm. to sleep because that area was just you know too hard for the brain to even focus on because it's emotional or traumatic so we're creating new neural pathways as we go around and I guess that's why it's called mapping because I'm I'm showing them different areas I'm giving them na- you know the names of the different areas and we're also just starting to connect the brain to these places and forge these pleasure pathways and neural pathways so that the brain knows that those areas exist because there's a lot of places inside the vagina inside the pelvic bowl that never get touched, never get massaged, Mm, never have any focus or attention on them. Like we pretty much treat the vagina like a penis-shaped tube and things go up and in. Maybe if you're lucky, someone might know about the G-spot. But other than that, you know, the walls, the back, all of these places in there, all the muscles and tissues and ligaments, they don't really get much loving. And Mm. so they sometimes just don't have a lot of sensation because the brain hasn't actually clocked onto the fact that they exist because it never they never get touched. So the more you touch them and the more you, you know, you're touching them with presence, they're feeling the sensation, you're telling them, you know, I use a clock face as a rest point. So with the clitoris being 12 o'clock, the anus being six o'clock, I can roughly communicate with them where my finger is massaging inside. So if I'm like, okay, so I'm at three o'clock, that's you know on the left side you know, pushing into the wall inside their pelvis, they can be like, okay, that's what that feels like there. And then their Mm. brain is all the while laying down neural pathways, laying down awareness, which will increase sensation and increase like the amount of area inside there that actually now has sensation and awareness, if that makes sense. (laughs) It does. And that's quite fascinating because I've never really thought about that particular aspect that there are different parts that you just don't you know what it feels like when someone touches your arm you know what it feels like when someone touches your cheek but you don't particularly know unless you paid attention to it what it feels like when someone is touching different parts of the inside of your vagina and how true is that I'd never really thought about that that's kind of mind-blowing Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like practice, you know, like the more we do something, the more familiar it becomes and the more our brain recognizes it. And so a lot of those spaces inside are just kind of, I mean, women have described them to me as dead zones because there's no Mm. sensation and it's just numb. So we can actually activate all these places and wake it up so that the entire internal space in there is way more alive, way more sensational, more sensitive to physical touch. 
and just has, yeah, a whole lot more going on, which then means deeper orgasm, more pleasure, Mm, more articulation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so needed. And I think it's so interesting that, you know, like it seems like the world at large is kind of okay with pleasure from massage and other parts of the body or getting a haircut, getting your hands massaged or your feet and a pedicure or something. But anytime anybody talks about it being sexual organs, everybody just like shuts down. And it's like, it's still pleasure. It's just a different part of the body. I just think it's interesting how the entire world views it as different, but yet it all falls under the label of pleasure. Totally. Yeah, totally. And it shouldn't be so segregated. Hey, like a lot of the time when I'm teaching coaching clients about pleasure and how to feel more pleasure, they're like, I want to be able to feel more pleasure in my vagina. I want to be able to orgasm, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, like, what about pleasure in other areas of your life? Do you actually put aside time and put effort towards, you know, feeling pleasure in the other parts of your body, but also just emotional pleasure, like things that you get joy from, things that you really enjoy, like maybe even, you know, the way you eat food and savor it, or if you're into meditation, how that makes you feel pleasure in your mind and your body and your energy. So, you know, it all is quite interlinked. And I think being cut off from one sort of pleasure can have an impact on the other. And we're all very, very busy, you know, we're being encouraged to be (laughs) pretty much as like busy as possible, as disconnected from our body and our needs as possible, not really engaging in any self-care or self-love practices. And if you're cut off from all of that, then I don't know how anyone expects to then magically be able to just produce, you know, massive orgasms and pleasure in the bedroom when they're not really living a pleasurable life in any other way, you know? Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's like we're alive now. We should be totally doing these things. We should be enjoying everything and every area of pleasure, including our genitals. Yet society and culture are like, no, 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 you can't. You're not supposed to do that. You're only supposed to do that with like, you know, in this particular preset situation, you know? So it's, I think what you're doing is fantastic. It's so needed. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's really needed too. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really interesting that that women actually feel dead spots. Like there's, you know, I'm a huge proponent. You mentioned sex toys. I'm a huge proponent of promoting sex toys with people. And I think that's one way that people can feel more because if they're, you know, inserting it or whatever they're doing with it and the, the genital area it's giving them different sensations that they wouldn't have otherwise normally felt. So it's helping them learn about their bodies and helping them learn about their own pleasure in what a great tool that is that we have now that we had didn't have years ago. Totally. Yeah. I mean, often recommending people go out and get themselves a wand of some kind or a dildo mm-hmm. so they can do their own version of yoni mapping because you can yeah. you can do you know self yoni massage where you're actually releasing the tension internally you can do the i guess um it's called i mean we call it in like tantra practices de-armoring mm-hmm. so the yoni de-armoring or cervical de-armoring vaginal de-armoring means the layers of trauma or stagnant energy or basically protection against hurt, protection against experiences that we've had all build up. And it can be literally just, uh, you know, someone in high school or I don't know what you call secondary school in, um, in the yeah, States. High school. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, high school, someone in school teasing you and mm. saying something about, you know, something derogatory about being a girl or having yeah. a pussy or, you know, having small boobs or mm-hmm. like there was this one girl that I went to school with and it was just horrific, but she got bullied. I don't know where the rumor came from, but it started and then it stuck the poor thing and they would tease over having a fishy pussy, like a smelly pussy. Uh-huh. And that would have just been so mortifying and horrific in terms of the damage that it would have done, you know, yes. to her. And then you carry that shit around. And so yeah. a lot of people might not have anything that they think is like 
explicitly sexual trauma, but we've all got sexual trauma. We even have sexual trauma that's been passed down intergenerationally, that's been socialized and conditioned into us, that's just around us culturally. Like we're in this soup of trauma basically all the time. And so that results in, you know, the need to basically de-armor the yoni because these le- these layers of shame or conditioning or trauma mean that we have access to less and less pleasure and sensation mm, often. Right. And yeah. so, you know, you can get your wand and you can do your own massage internally uh, to slowly start to, I guess, dismantle some of these layers. And that's, you know, often why people can have tear get like cryogasms or tears come when they have internal work done or they're having sex or their cervix is being stimulated like you know that is a releasing of sorts that's a layer of armor being released and shed Mm. and so I love you know using toys to do our own internal work in particular I think that's like so neglected so many people are really really happy to just whack a vibrator on the clit or focus on the external stimulation not a lot of people like I have so many clients come to me that never ever go internally they don't put their fingers inside they definitely don't use like a dildo or anything but people are very afraid of putting their fingers inside their vaginas like Mm -hmm. not everyone but it's a common thing to have this disconnect where it feels weird or gross or shameful or just a bit like you know, a little bit unknown and they don't know what to do. And so they're like, oh, well, I'll just take the easy route and do what I know. And it's external, clitoris, vibration, whatever, super easy, straightforward. So I'm always trying to encourage people like get inside, go in your vagina, like with your fingers, with tools. It doesn't matter. Just actually give the inside of your vagina some love because, you know, that is the key to releasing emotion, releasing trauma. Um, keeping a toned and healthy, happy pelvic floor. And also like if you're going to be having penetrative sex and, you know, I hear so often people are like, oh, like I don't really enjoy penetrative sex. I can't come from it. I can't come from like a dick inside Mm, me or whatever. Right. And it's like, okay, well, that's probably, you know, if you want to remedy that, start practicing penetration with yourself in your solo practice because that's going to be waking it all up. Like I was saying before, like it's practice. It's like it's laying down pleasure pathways. It's getting your body used to things being inside and then feeling good, like basically training and conditioning your body to enjoy penetrate through practice. And so tools can be really great for that, you know, and then sex with penis will feel extra good because your vagina is like, oh yeah, I know what's up here. (laughs) Right. And then think about that. Outside is great, but yeah, think how much you're ignoring or how much you're not exploring on the inside. Clitoris is not only an external organ. And so you're totally ignoring the the majority of it. Not, you know, maybe you like clit pressure the most, but don't discount the rest of it. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Kind of see the clitoris as like a uh, like a gateway entry point to generating the pleasure and the erotic energy and really starting to build that arousal. Mm-hmm. But it's just the start, you know, it shouldn't be the be all and end all, you know, and like you were saying, that's it's just the clitoral pearl or the head, the glands of the clitoris that people are focusing on. Whereas like if they use that as a starting point and then they went inside and you know, you can actually get to the crura or the legs of the clitoris and then all the other erectile tissue. Like we have this massive erectile network going on internally that's just as much erectile tissue as, you know, a penis, but we're kind of just bypassing it and neglecting it by purely focusing externally. And so we're not really taking advantage of the amount of pleasure we could be accessing, which is fine sometimes. And, you yeah. know, if you're satisfied with that, sweet, like awesome. But I, I want people to know that if they did want to go deeper and explore more fulfilling and, you know, holistic orgasmic experiences, then the option is there and the key is to go internally. <laughs> in in the more you masturbate, the better, right? Because you're waking up all of those areas and paying attention to them, right? I mean, that's what I hear other sex coaches say and therapists say that, that it's so important actually to do that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like the more you self-pleasure, the more you're training your body to respond, you know, accordingly, the more things become sexually relevant um, stimuli. And I do want to emphasize though that it is like, you know, if you want to be able to feel pleasure or orgasm in lots of different scenarios and from lots of different, say, sexual positions or different methods of stimulation, it is important when you're self-pleasuring to mix it up. So not Mm -hmm. just do the exact same thing every time, because if you're Mm -hmm. doing it one specific way every single time, that neural pathway, that pleasure pathway to orgasm becomes so well-trodden and so deeply furrowed that it's almost like then it becomes the only way that you can experience Ah. orgasm and get pleasure. And so you become habituated to that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then it means the other ways might sort of fall at the wayside and not be so reliable. And so where I see this happening most, and this is a bit controversial, especially if you're a big proponent of vibrators, Mm. is like people using vibrators really regularly on on the external bit of the clitoris. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, quite it can be quite desensitizing if you're doing that a lot because it's such an intense amount of stimulation that the body mm-hmm. isn't really designed to handle like that's an unnatural amount of intensity the sure, vibration sure. which is okay sometimes but if you do it every time firstly mm-hmm. a penis isn't going to do it fingers tongue yeah. not going to do it your your body's going to need more and more and more intense sure. stimulation just to get the same result so we become mm-hmm. really desensitized and it can almost create like a bit of a, you know, your clitoral hood and your clit will like form almost not a, not a, not a visible callus, but it will start to armor itself against the intensity, which will mean you need to go higher and higher on those settings of the vibrator and get more and more intense stimulation. Um, plus it just means that like, if we're only ever focusing on the clit and this is not just with vibrator, but if we're just always rubbing the clit then that neural pathway to pleasure is like well known to the brain and the body. Mm, But the other ways that you could experience pleasure, like internally, G-spot, cervix, you know, anus, nipples, whatever, they aren't getting enough attention to actually keep them awake and alive. And so it'll mean that we might have trouble in the bedroom with someone else or like if we're trying to get off without that toy, that vibrator, or, you know, without that clitoral stimulation, we might not have a whole lot of luck. So self-pleasuring as much as possible, fabulous, but definitely try to keep it diverse because that's going to be, yeah, that'll lend itself to more diverse ways to experience pleasure and orgasm. And it'll make sure you don't get limited to just that one, you know, like it's kind of like hopping on the pleasure highway and just going straight to orgasm and it's the most direct route you know it works <laughs> yeah yeah Boom, vibrator on clitoris done but then it's like all those back roads to pleasure yeah. get kind of overgrown and wash away and so we need to just be making sure we have a few different pathways going on so that yeah I mean we don't have to but it's just nice I mean it is a bit disempowering for some women when they come and chat to me and they're like oh I can like always come with myself using Mm. a vibrator or porn or something. But then as soon as I don't have those things, I can't, like if I'm on holiday and my batteries run out or I forget to bring Mm. my vibrator or there's no internet and I can't watch porn and then all of a sudden nothing works for me and I can't get off. Or I try to have sex with a partner and they're going down on me or we're fucking and I just don't, you know, it just doesn't do it. I don't feel much. And it's like, okay, well, all right this is what we got to do. We got to start self-pleasuring in lots of different ways and training your body to feel pleasure from new ways and places. I really like that. And I know it's kind of the same thing of thinking if you don't use a muscle, it's going to atrophy. You know, if you don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I really like that whole viewpoint of of doing variety. I never Mm. really thought about that, but that really makes a lot of sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. use it or lose it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And and for people that have low sex drive, I feel like too, one thing they can do is masturbate more to help bring that about. They're thinking about it more. They're doing it more. Like you said, they're, they're creating neural pathways that maybe are just kind of getting atrophied. Yeah, absolutely. And like that, that use it or lose it thing definitely applies to libido. And if you, the more you engage in you know, erotic energy or sexual energy, the more you think about sex, the more you talk about sex, the more you put energy and effort towards it, the higher your libido will 
will go. And it's also like physiologically, the more we're self-pleasuring or orgasming, the more, you know, in orgasm, we produce this amazing cocktail of sex hormones, you know, oxytocin and testosterone. And testosterone is, you know, known to ramp up your sex drive. Mm, And so the more you orgasm, the more testosterone you're producing and therefore the more you're going to be wanting to have more sex. So, you know, and testosterone is not the only one that's contributing, but yeah, physiologically, the more we self-pleasure, the more we actually want to do more of it, you know? So, yeah. And so many people think that testosterone is is only a male thing and it's not. Females have Mm. testosterone too. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And people just, I think people forget about that and think that, oh, no, it doesn't, that's not going to have, I don't have that in my body. You know, like they just don't Mm -hmm. recognize it. Yeah, it's like the male hormone. Yeah, it's like the man hormone that makes (laughs) you know, horny and and hairy and manly. Yeah, I know. I think, um, I think that's a really common misconception, but testosterone is like incredible in women. I mean, it fluctuates throughout our menstrual cycle and that's a big reason one of the big reasons why we have a higher libido around ovulation because that's mm. when our testosterone is rising and peaking so it really does play a role in libido in mood in assertiveness and you know maybe the inclination to initiate sex the confidence sure. to actually go and and try to make something happen and you you know you're feeling more confident and and sexy as well so yeah, it definitely is like a pretty juicy hormone for women, <laughs> whether they know it or not. Absolutely. I totally agree. <laughs> so people, women out there, you need to know you have testosterone in you too. It's not just men. So I have a question for you. What if someone has a pathway, a pathway, neural pathway that is linked to shame or trauma? Can they sort of figure out how to kind of atrophy that so that it isn't impacting them so much and hurting them and restricting them? Yeah, totally. So I guess kind of, yeah, what I was speaking on before with like holding those memories of trauma or traumatic Mm -hmm. energy or emotions that were too difficult to process at the time when the incident happened or whatever, they are all still just in our tissues. um, And you can de-armor or release them and and it's it's like a slow I mean it's it's a process it's not like you can have one experience and it's all just gone and released like it's almost an ongoing you know we're constantly taking on new experiences and emotions and layers of things and it's and it's you know, not ever going to be possible to just be a completely clean slate and release everything. Often, especially because like the shame is so insidious and it's so omnipresent in our culture and society, you know, even if consciously you have done the work, you know, the mindset work, you've released you've released the limiting beliefs, you've released those, you know, like mm-hmm. for, for instance, for me, it took me like years to, I guess, shift my mindset and the way that I automatically thought about things like sex and genitals and Mm -hmm. intimacy because of so many layers of, you know, conditioning and shame and trauma. But Mm -hmm. like I was doing the work consciously and I I would say I've like pretty much completely changed my, my mind and gotten rid of all of those belief systems that were holding me back and making me feel as though sex was shameful or dirty or whatever. But sometimes, you know, I, I still will experience little echoes Mm, of that or remnants that just pop up in really unexpected ways or in situations where, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking logically or rationally, like I'm just in a, maybe a sexual situation or something like that. And something will happen and just, there'll be this tiny little niggling feeling that'll pop up Mm. or a thought. And I'll just look into it and be like, what was that? What was that about? I thought I dealt with that. And it's like, oh, that's just like a tiny bit of like latent shame that's hanging out in there somewhere, you know, like it's a process and it's just bringing those, those elements of shame or belief systems that were affecting you unconsciously, bringing them into the conscious space, looking at them, analyzing them, journaling, you know, there's a lot of different ways we can work on that. And then on a physical level with, you know, the body work to actually 
uh, release them from the tissues, you know, you need that touch and that really, really safe environment, that safe space where you're feeling resourced and able to face it and I guess handle it. And sometimes like, you know, you don't have to be consciously, I always tell my clients before a session, like, don't think about it too much. You don't have to be consciously aware you know, that you're releasing this particular thing or whatever, like often what will happen is I'll be massaging and there'll be an area that they feel a memory arise or Mm, an emotion that they might not know what the emotions attached to. They might not, you know, they might just feel like pain and sadness and tears come up. And it's Mm -hmm. not about like identifying like what that is. It's just about like giving it space to be expressed and acknowledging it and observing it from, you know, this place where we're feeling safe, we're feeling supported, I'm holding space with, you know, I'm talking them through it. And they just, you know, I get them to use their breath and use sound and let their body shake if it wants to shake, let their tears flow, scream if they want to scream. Like, Mm. you know, if there's any kind of physical expression that wants to come out, allow it to come out. Don't stuff it back down. Don't repress it. Don't stifle it or block that flow because if it's coming up, you know, if you're getting any kind of trauma response in your body, if you're getting, you know, emotions calm or a feeling of like hot flushedness in your face or, you know, you just feel anger or you have words come to your mind, say them out loud, like let that happen because, you know, that is all part of the process of letting go of the the shame and shame is such a big like it's a huge barrier to pleasure it blocks us from so much pleasure it blocks us from connection to our bodies our vaginas our sensual and sexual nature and our expression so the more you can just be like all right I'm going to express the shit out of this like let's just (laughs) go there let's you know like we're so afraid of losing composure most of the time like even not in a sexual space, if we're just feeling an emotion in day-to-day life, especially women, we're not mm-hmm. encouraged to express it or lose composure. Oh, we right. have to keep it together. We've got to look, you know, polite or professional or mm-hmm. just, you know, whatever. And so we will shove it back down. We'll swallow our feelings or our words, our anger. And then all of that gets stored in the body and in the psyche. And so, you know, in these sessions, it's often an opportunity to actually allow you know, emotions that we didn't express at the time to come up and be expressed and to Mm -hmm. be felt. And so it's, you know, there's many different angles you can attack it from. There's a few different uh, tools that I use and stages to the process, but it is definitely possible to release and dismantle the shame that we're holding. Um, And it's less about, I guess, uh, being like, you know, shame, I don't like, you're not welcome here. We're not, we're not, I'm not buying into you. Like I don't, you know, it's not about attacking the thing. It's more about being like, okay, I totally, I I see you. I observe this Mm -hmm. feeling or this, you know, this shame. I, I get it. I see you. I accept you. I allow you to now arise and be felt and acknowledged and and it's also okay to leave you know you're almost just yeah. opening the channel rather than like forcing it out or sure, sure. trying to stamp it out or something you're just kind of letting it finally be acknowledged and then released right and you can just discard it yeah i like that i like that i think that's a great thing to think about i just it's so needed and i feel so terrible about so many people that have so much shame, including myself, which I've broken through a lot of shame that I had growing up and throughout my life. And I think it's so hard for some people to do that. And and it's great that you, yeah, it's just, it's rough, but I like what you say about it and it, it can be felt, it can be recognized and it can be released. Yeah, absolutely. And like a lot of the time, it doesn't have to be, you know, this big, cathartic kind of experience you don't have to necessarily tackle it all at once like that either and jump off the deep end with like a full-blown you know vaginal dearmoring session or anything like especially when it comes to sexual shame I feel like the the most powerful piece for me actually was just just came through talking about it more and normalizing Mm -hmm. it and and shining light on all of these topics and shame. So it's like, if you just have a few friends, like even one person, some people don't, some clients, 
they come to me and they're just like, oh my God, thank God. I just, it's so amazing to be able to talk about this stuff with someone. Yes. Like I just have never, ever told another soul about it, or I've never talked to mm-hmm. anyone about it. Or I have been able to ask these questions and just see if I'm normal. And, and they don't have anyone that they can speak to because there is this like, you know, cultural shame yeah. and taboo, meaning that a lot of people don't feel like it's okay to talk about. Right. Which is why I have a, a TMI segment in all of my podcast episodes. Oh yes, TMI, I remember hearing that. Too much information. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah, because it's just like holy shit. So much of the shame we carry around, and also the belief that we're broken or we're not normal or yes. whatever our experience is, is just only happening to us because we're fucked up. Like all of right. that would just totally go away if we were all talking about this stuff more openly and gleaning, you know, details from other people's experiences, support, you know, acknowledgement, your experience is valid. And so the more we can like talk about it, the, the more we dismantle the shame and the less room there is for it to hide and take root in, in us. Because, you know, if you're talking about it, you're normalizing it, you're you're not afraid of it and acting as though it's it's like fucking, I don't know if you're, I'm just going to make a Harry Potter reference out of nowhere, <laughs> but my partner and I have just been re-watching all the Harry Potter movies. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Movies. But, you know, like how they Voldemort is like he who must not be named or whatever. Yeah, and no one yeah, speaks yeah. his name out loud because yes. it's like, oh, my God, you can't, can't say it out loud. What's going to happen? It's like that just gives him more fucking power. So yeah, I know, right? Stuff like, yeah, I just think if we're talking about it more, it has less power over us. Mm-hmm. And it's such yes. an amazing resource, like conversation with other people, safe people, you know, other women that we trust mm-hmm. yeah. and we have that relationship with. But like, honestly, if you don't have anyone that you can talk to about it, find someone, even if it's online, even if it's me, yeah. you know, like, right, and, right. and I think a lot of the time people are afraid to bring it up because they're like, oh no, we don't talk about that stuff. Like she's my best yes. friend, but like, oh, we don't, we don't talk about our sex lives. And it's like, right. bitch fucking bring it up. Just see what happens. I bet she would be so keen. Like most people excited and happy to talk about this stuff, but they're just not, I guess, brave enough to be the first one to bring it up. But if you bring it up, you give that other person permission to talk about those topics. And all of a sudden your relationship has gone to a whole new level of like trust and intimacy and closeness and vulnerability. And, and I just think that's so, so important. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that makes me think about your new, your course that's coming out, Queen Out, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about it. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm so excited about it. Actually, it's been, it's been in the works for about a year and it's pretty much the culmination of, you know, my last seven years of experience in this industry of like female sexuality and personal development women's work, things like that. So I've been, I've been putting together, it's a three month online course for women or, you know, vagina owners. And it's aimed, I guess it's aimed at doing a similar thing to what I do in my yoni mapping sessions and my coaching, but being able to do it from the comfort of your own home online in a really safe space, because some people aren't, you know, ready to come and like have their vagina massaged, you know, and that is so fine. Um, But, you know, when I do my coaching as well, I often give them the homework and different practices to take home and do where they're doing their own massage on themselves and, you know, things like that. So I've rolled it all into an online course. It's it's for people who, you know, it's for women who struggle to orgasm or struggle to orgasm with a partner. It's for women who feel really stuck in their in their sex lives or their relationships. They struggle to communicate about their desires and their needs and their boundaries. And, you know, they um, they just want to know more about how their arousal processes work, how their pleasure anatomy works. Like our sex education in school was just so shitty. Oh, and most people don't know like fucking anything about their bodies and about sex yes. and about how to work with their bodies and basically learn to play their bodies like an instrument, you know, become yes. for, like develop mastery over their bodies, have body literacy, like, yeah. And then feel confident in the bedroom. Cause like, if we had all of the knowledge, you know, all of the knowledge around how our bodies work, how female 
arousal processes work, how they differ to male bodies and what we should, you know, because our expectations of our bodies are all based on that male as default blueprint for sexuality. So, Mm -hmm. so many women are out here feeling like there's something wrong with them, feeling like they're broken. And actually it's just because they're comparing themselves to like that man as default blueprint, which is so inaccurate. It just does not apply to our bodies. And so I'm teaching, I'm teaching the women about that. We're going into everything from, you know, femininity, female empowerment, self-love, self-care practices, movement and yeah, nonlinear movement and different sorts of embodied exercises for pelvic floor health and increased pleasure to that pelvic space. We're going into self-yoni massage, you know, all the different pleasure anatomy, different kinds of orgasms, the ways that you can start actually like bringing more pleasure into your life, into your vagina, releasing trauma and shame, how to navigate trauma responses if they arise, you know, communication in the bedroom, the menstrual mm. cycle. Yeah, it's I'm so excited about it. It's pretty much <laughs> like all of my best sort of tips and tricks and tools and teachings rolled into the one course. And so that's, um, I'm launching that this week actually. Nice. Yeah, which is really exciting. And and it's it's really, I think it's going to be a game changer. I've had a few different people go through it just to test it out. And like it really is, it's helping people take charge nice. of their sex lives and their bodies. It's giving them confidence and empowerment and a feeling of like ease and comfortability and excitement in the bedroom rather than stuckness and you know, anxiety and pressure around performance or self-consciousness around the body or just like not having a clue how to, you know, like it's just in the too hard basket for so many of us. And it was for me for fucking years. So it's like everything I wish that had been in a course that I could have done 10 years (laughs) ago. (laughs) that's awesome that sounds fabulous now now does it have like a closing date like does it or does it just kind of open enrollment on and on well I'm just figuring that out at the moment it is all pre-recorded so I could you know have it as evergreen I think I might do like sort of three every three months do a, a launch but it is, yeah, what I could, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but I can also give your listeners a discount code and. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it could be open. Yeah. Ongoing as well. I'm, I'm sort of figuring the details out. At the oh, moment. Sure, Everyone's sure. like, oh, you need to do, you know, you need to have the doors open for a week, you know, quarterly, you got to do a, a launch, blah, blah, blah. Agency. Right. I'm like, ah, oh, but you know, maybe I could just have it open and available whenever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know all these things to figure out. I totally get it. <laughs> Business. <laughs> exactly. Well, it sounds awesome. I think it's, It'd be great for people. And it is hard for some some women to orgasm. It tends to be not for men, but some women don't orgasm or they don't know how to, or they get stuck, like you said, and they just don't, their their body doesn't get it. Their brain doesn't get it. They just don't know how to get there or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So if anyone wants to jump on board for Queen Out, then definitely I would encourage it. I would love to see you in there. Um, And I've kind of, it's a pretty unique, like there's some surprises in there. There's a lot of surprises in there. It's not like your average (laughs) online course. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what people think because it's, it's pretty different. (laughs) So what was your education to get get into this type of career? What, what, What kind of education did you have? So I started out in like the neo-tantra scene doing like practitioner trainings around sacred sexuality, neo-tantric body work and coaching and facilitation. And then I kind of moved away from that because it's a, it's a really tricky scene to navigate. There's a, it's very unregulated. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of seediness and shadowy stuff can go on and, Mm -hmm. you know, be gotten away with. And like a lot of that, a lot more of that stuff is coming out now where like, you know, there's been an abuse of power. There's been some really like shady stuff going on. 
Um, you know, a lot of people can go and do like a weekend yoni massage workshop or tantra workshop and then be like, yeah, I'm a tantric practitioner. Like come and trust me to like touch your genitals and heal you with my tantric dick or whatever. So I just got a little bit like over it and didn't really want to identify with that scene so much. It was a really good entry point for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I wanted to also move into specializing because I used to work with men and women and do lingam massage and and anal dearmoring for men as well. But I just wanted to move towards like really specializing with with female bodied people. So then Mm. I went on to do the yoni mapping therapy training, which is actually like the only, at the time it was the only accredited course where you, Mm. you know, it was registered with the IICT. You could get insurance as a practitioner. It was like very above board, very legitimate, which Mm. was really amazing because in that space, it is so unregulated. There's so many gray areas when it comes to like genital touch. And so I was like, cool, I'm going to do this all super legit. And it was a really stringent training. It was incredibly comprehensive. It was amazing. Like really, really loved that. Nice. And then, you know, started working with women doing that and then have just sort of done little, little like coaching and counseling qualifications and facilitation trainings and, you know, just upskilling and adding little, little strings to my, to my bow as I've gone right. on. Yeah. Just piecing it all together. So not like a formal, there isn't really like a formal education, like pathway to getting into this stuff. I guess you could become a sexologist and things, but I've taken a bit of a non-linear route. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I'm sure you've learned a lot and had great experiences. It sounds very interesting. I, I think it's great what you've created and what you do. And so do you also like connect with people online to coach them like in appointments? Yeah, yeah. So I do online coaching journeys, uh, like three months and six months ones, mm. where we work really closely. Yeah, on online in sessions, and also people, you know, have access to me via a phone, so we can send each other little voices or texts in between sessions. And basically, it's like, you know, having me in your back pocket, holding <laughs> a hand, cheerleading you, giving you lots of tools and techniques and info, and like, yeah, caretaking you on this journey. And I, and I actually do coaching for men as well. Nice. Even though it's sort of my, my branding is all like aimed at women. Like I do coaching uh, yeah. for men as well because yeah, um, hetero men, I guess I'm more, that's more just because I know so much about female bodies and vaginas. I find hetero men get a lot of um, <laughs> value from coaching with me <laughs> around sexuality. But yeah, you can do online coaching journeys with me. I've got, you know, an Instagram account and socials and things that I put a lot of regular content out on, lots of educational stuff and hopefully inspiring, empowering things that you can, you know, like apply to your life. And then obviously the Labia Lounge podcast as well uh, is a way that I connect with people and people can send in listener stories and things for the different segments that I do. And yeah. That's awesome. It sounds great. Well, I will put all your links down the podcast notes too, so that people can find you. And so just basically on podcast apps and they just search the Labia Lounge. Yeah, the Labia Lounge. It should be on, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, all the main main ones. And it's also on my website as well. So, you know, freyograph.com. You can you can also just jump jump on there and see the podcast from from there as well. Um, was there anything else you want to talk about before we end? I really enjoyed learning so much. You, I learned a lot. I just, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. No, I'm, I'm, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of chatting yeah. about yoni mapping therapy and covering off everything. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you feel like you learned something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She made me think about things I hadn't thought of before. So that's always a fabulous thing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Yeah. Pleasure. See you later. Bye everyone. You have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast and for sticking around to the end. I hope you learned amazing things about yourself, about your vagina, about your partner's vagina. Oh, so much good info. Follow her on social media to learn more and continue to learn more from her. Links down in the podcast notes. I will also have my links down in the podcast notes so you can find all of my 
erotica books, my erotic romance books, my audio books, and where all I am across the internet. I appreciate you listening to this, and I hope that if you enjoyed it, you will leave me a rating, a review. Tell me what you like. It's so important for podcasts to have good reviews. It would help me out so much if you gave me a good, honest, genuine review. Okay, I hope that you have an amazing day with your sexuality. I hope you grow in your sexuality. I hope you enjoy yourself. And I sure as fuck hope you have an orgasm or many. (laughs) I hope you have a sexy fucking day. Love ya. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.